Welcome back to the San Francisco Giants edition of For the Fans, By the Fans, a podcast where we bring you your weekly dose of all things San Francisco Giants baseball from the fans' perspective. I'm a lifelong Giants fan and your host, Benjamin Shapiro. As the Giants hit in third place, two games behind their streaking rivals in blue, we welcome back Andre Anderson. Andre is an e-commerce and digital marketing expert that grew up in Pasadena and now resides in San Francisco. And while he's a devoted Dodgers fan, we're happy to welcome him back to the podcast. But before we spend the next 30 minutes talking about how Clayton Kershaw's playoff ERA is 4.35, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is the global leader in licensed sports merchandise. They have the world's largest collection of official sports apparel from the leagues, teams, and players that you love. So if you want to buy a jersey of a pitcher with a career 2.11 postseason ERA, you can find a Madison Bumgarner jersey by clicking on the link in our show notes or by visiting ftfbtf.com fanatics. And when you go through those links, our friends at Fanatics will kick us a couple of bucks because you have great taste in jerseys. That said, Andre, welcome back to the pod, my friend. I am happy to be back. I think this is the third time on the pod in, what, two and a half months? So the third time, that's three times more than the Dodgers have won a World Series in the last 30 years. Of course. Uh, Yeah, that's a given. You're going to throw that in my face within the first two minutes of the podcast. That's good for listenership, right? So that way you have that hook. Hey, if you want to talk about something different, we could say you've been on the podcast three times. That's the equivalent amount of World Series that the Giants have won this decade. Not this decade. Okay. I have to realize it would be like a liberal going on to Fox News. I mean, should I be surprised that I'm catching shit from you on a Giants podcast? So bring it on, man. Bring it mm-hmm. on. We are the identity politics of sports, and we are proud to bleed black and orange. Yeah, Halloween colors. Yeah, whatever. That said, if you want to talk about something different, we could talk about basketball. Did you happen to catch the Warriors championship parade? Yeah, I didn't catch the parade. I heard that Draymond said some pretty interesting things during the parade. But as I've stated, I think the very first podcast, I have no beef with the Warriors. In fact, I was hoping for a sweep because that would make it a clear path, let's say, for LeBron to come to Los Angeles. He has two homes in LA, so it makes sense for him to play in Los Angeles, help us reestablish and restore the order because... This is our conference, by the way. So daddy's going to come home. So squeeze out your third championship, get that three-peat, because in about three or four years, uh, the Lakers will be back, is my prediction. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's a lot of talk from a team that won 25 games this year, maybe 30. No, it was like 35 games. Congratulations. We've won that many playoff games in the last two years. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to remind you how many championships we've had. I don't need to remind you, as a 44-year-old man, only six times have we missed the playoffs in my lifetime. So let's not go there. Let's go back to your measly three championships of baseball. Our measly three championships in four years and the highest winning percentage of any team over a four-year span and the best playoff winning percentage in a four-year span. But yes, let's talk baseball. I'm trying to bring it back for your podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So happy to talk baseball. And we've had some shakeup in the lineups. Teams have been getting hot and moving around uh, specifically. Well, the Dodgers and the Giants have started to play a little bit better. The last time we talked, I think the Dodgers were around eight games under 500 and they're three games over right now. And in the same span, the Giants have gone from five games under 
and got all the way back to a couple games over and then obviously had a disastrous series against the Marlins. So we're sitting a game or two below 500 now. Let's talk a little bit about the Dodgers. What has changed that's driven you from eight games under to three games over an 11 game swing in the standings? Maybe it's like, uh, I know Bill Simmons has this thing called the Ewing rule where when Patrick Ewing left the Knicks, the Knicks got better. I don't know if the Ewing rule is in effect with the Dodgers as it relates to Clayton Kershaw, but that guy's on the disabled list. And then here we are. And this happened last year, by the way, when we had that magnificent run over the summer in route to the pennant. I think we went like 49 and 12 over almost a two-month span. So I think it's that, some fresh blood. We're pumping in a lot of folks in from the minor leagues or AAA. And if all the fans out there recall from the last podcast I was on, with Ben, I said that same thing. I'm like, you know what? We need to shake up the middle relief. And what if we're hurt in pitching? And I was really around the middle relief with a couple of maybe starters and back five of our starting rotation. I said, bring them up from AAA. What do we have to lose? We're you know, eight games under. And that's what's been going on. Uh, we got rid of Baez. Pedro Baez, the heartburn that just won't go away is gone. He was optioned out about a couple of weeks ago. So I think it's adding in that fresh blood and some fresh bats because Justin Turner hasn't exactly been healthy, but having him back has definitely been a plus. So my two-minute ramble there, I'd say that that would be among the reasons why we've uh, swung back. Yeah, just looking at the standings, and of course, as a Giants fan, I'm sitting here looking and being like, who in the hell is Max Muncie? Why is he leading the team in home runs? He's got 13 homers, never even heard of the guy. And Ross Sterling turns out is your best pitcher. Who the hell is that guy? Can we say his name right? It's Stripling. Ross Stripling. And I don't care. <laughs> Who the hell is he? Where do you get these guys? I'll tell you what. And I said this in the previous podcast that Alex Wood was our go-to guy last year and he could do no wrong. Well, he's doing plenty wrong this year. I think his record's like one in six or one in five and his ERA is flirting around five. One in five with a 4.43 ERA and a whip over one. Yeah, so he ain't getting it done. But when you guys come into Los Angeles this weekend, it's going to be my favorite hillbilly, Mad Bum, going up against Stripling. And I like our odds on that pitching duel, but it's anyone's guess who's going to pitch tonight and Sunday because everyone's hurt. And I know, Crimea River, you don't want to hear about me complaining about... Mwah. Yeah, exactly. Mwah. I- my players are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> want me to throw in a little sword at? You just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I know you don't want to hear me cry about our injuries, but yeah, we lost our ace. Again, who the hell knows what happened to Rich Hill? The blisters that won't go away. So it's been a random assortment of youngins from AAA that's been carrying the team from a pitching standpoint. So has it just been the pitching has rebounded and that's why the team is performing better? Is the hitting getting any better? Consistency? What's the deal? We've been like dropping bombs. I don't know where this offensive power is coming from. We're fifth in the league in runs. And I think for like that one month span from mid-May to mid-June, I think we were leading the National League in home runs. So between Muncie, uh, Turner coming back, and of course, you're overlooking Matt Kemp, who's having an MVP-like year. When we win the division, as Dave Roberts rightly called, I think this guy's going to get the MVP. I think we need a second sound effect. There's the Lasorda sound effect. (laughs) And then there's the Matt Kemp. (laughs) Why can't it be Rihanna? Oh, God. Yeah, Matt Kemp, not exactly a Giants fan favorite, probably in the top five of the anti-Mount Rushmore for Giants fans, at least in the last couple of decades. 
hitting 335, has 41 RBIs, 10 home runs, playing consistently, playing every day with a war of 1.8 leading the team. I mean, come on, you're killing me. Let's say he's pulling a Pablo Sandoval where he's coming back and actually getting back to the team that he should be on and starting to produce. Well, he belongs here. So there is that. I have to say when, what's the kid's name out of Milwaukee beat him out for the MVP, Braun, the cheater. He was caught on PEDs. I forget what year that was. You know, his productivity went down and we had to trade Matt Kemp. We got Yasmani Grandal in return with a couple of other options from the Padres. And I think being relegated to the Padres, it's kind of like the Premier League, right? He was the Dodgers, but then anytime you have to go play for the Padres, are you really playing in the major leagues? So maybe that was a fresh air perspective for my man, Matt Kemp. He's been on fire this year. He actually had a good year last year, too. So Let's be honest. Matt Kemp wasn't playing for the Padres. He was playing for the Cheeseburgers. (laughs) Dude gained a lot of weight. He got back into shape this year. He got to L.A. He's not breaking down like he has for the last couple of years, and all of a sudden his performance is taken back. Like I said, he's pulling a Pablo Sandoval. Pablo hitting 271, four jacks, 21 RBIs, playing all over the diamond. And with Longoria breaking his finger or his hand last week, we're going to see a lot more Pablo Sandoval in the lineup. Does that make you shiver? No, I was going to go, yay, that's right, that Pablo. Come on back, baby. I'm telling you, man, Pablo's back where he should be. He's back at home. He's going to have a good season. He's going to play a lot. He's going to be productive. Just watch out. Well, I go back to your question, though, in terms of like what's helped with the turnaround, I think, with Camp. And then, yeah, Max Muncy coming out of nowhere. Actually, Jock Peterson's batting above the Mendoza line, which surprises the hell out of me. Yasiel Puig's kind of, his bat's woken up, and I cannot wait for him to face the hillbilly on Saturday. But there's, again, Justin Turner, who's been dropping bombs too. I think we're starting to gain a little bit more rhythm from our guys. And Cody Bellinger, though, has been the big disappointment. His batting stance needed some help, and he was pulled for some games by Dave Roberts because of his lack of hustle and focus. And he's regained it somehow. And here we are, two games above you guys. You know, we've been close and I think we were tied until the Marlins series. And I'm looking at the team batting stats. If we compare the two teams, the Dodgers are batting a team 245 batting average. They are fifth in the league. The Giants are batting 261. They're down to 18th in the league. Uh, In terms of the power numbers, the Dodgers with 86 home runs, they're seventh in the league. Giants with 72, they're 18. So it looks like you guys are sort of beating us in the pitting stats. If we look at the pitching stats, any guesses who's better? We are. Hands down. The Giants pitching is terrible. (laughs) The Dodgers have an ERA of 3.86. They're 10th in the league. And the Giants are 4.26. The truth is what's happening with the Giants is the team has been hitting much better. A couple of key call-ups. The Allen Henson's come out of nowhere to be a replacement second baseman. Now he's playing a little third. He's played shortstop. Guy's hitting like... 330 or something ridiculous. He's got some pop. He's been a big spark. Pence has come back and has been a little bit more productive. His batting average went from 170. He's above 200 and he's only been back for a couple of weeks. Williamson came back. So hopefully there's a little bit more pop in the outfield. Pablo Sandoval hitting up to 270 after a slow start. McCutcheon's coming along. We've been hitting the ball. Our starting pitching has been a certified train wreck. And you got a couple of young starters with Chris Stratton, Suarez, and then we have uh, Ivan Rodriguez's son that came up. 
Derek Rodriguez looks like he could be a player. So we're looking at a couple young starters and you get the bucking Bronco, Madison Bumgarner coming off the uh, DL and he's going to be super ornery in the next start because he got thrown out of a game for the first time in the last game. Just get ready for some snot rockets and some angry sweat coming out of Madison Bumgarner in this next game. I, I would bet on him having a real good game. And Cueto's not far behind, so we're getting our horses back, and it looks like if the young pitchers can continue to play and we get our established starters back, the team can hit. Giants got a shot. Pitching hasn't been good, but we're not far out of it. So Yeah, you guys do scare me. I mean, uh, I'm very happy about Panic, realizing that he's Joe Panic, and I say that in jest because the guy's always been a good hitter. He came into the league looking like he could be a career 300 hitter, but he's not having a great year, so I'm happy with that. Very happy with Evan Longoria, Having that broken hand, he's out for a good six to eight weeks. Super excited about that. I'm very excited about Andrew McCutcheon, realizing that he's Andrew McCutcheon and he's past his prime. I love that platoon between him and Hunter Pence being unproductive in the right field. So, How do you feel about the Dodgers for the rest of the season? What do you think the prognosis is for your team? Well, first I just point out that Panda, while he's on the upswing with his batting and contribution to the team, He's only two, maybe three super duper cheeseburgers away from being the panda that I want to come back, which is fat, slow, and batting below the Mendoza line. So I'm really praying for that. But to answer your question, I'm feeling pretty good. I like our chances. These guys have been scrappy. They've been finding a way to win. That series that we had against the Texas Rangers, well, it was a two-game series. It was great in terms of how they battled through that second game. Now, I don't know if battling through is the best term to describe facing a team that's, I think, in last place in the division in reference to the Rangers, but that's you win divisions. You win series, and the, the Dodgers have been winning. I think they won like the last five or six series, so I like where this is trending. I'm still worried about our pitching overall. So the last time I came on board on your podcast, I was talking about like how our relief pitching sucked. And and with the exception, of course, of Jansen being okay, I still think we need to find an understudy for Jansen so that way we can have like maybe a, another alternative when he gets worn down in September, because I think that's going to happen. But also that middle relief, we got rid of Pedro Baez, which that guy gave me nightly heartburn. So um, he was released. He was designated for assignment. But similar to what I've seen with the Giants and their young arms, you have Walker Bueller, who's been a phenom. Come on board. Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Fry. Fry. <laughs> with the nonstop puns, right? Yep. So I like what I see out of Walker Bueller. And then, of course, your boy Ross Stripling. But Alex Wood ain't having a good season. Maeda just came off the disabled list. And then Kershaw is going to be doing his Kershaw-like thing, getting hurt middle the early part of the season. I think it's a stealth way to put him on the shelf until July. So the way things are going, Ben, I like your chances. I really do. And how do you feel about the Giants? How do you think we're going to be? So the three-game series we have coming up, I know this sounds cliche, you know, whatever rivals meet throughout all the records, blah, blah, blah. But I just think you guys always get up for us. You always do. And especially when we come to Phone Booth Park or AT&T Park up here in San Francisco, I think the marquee matchup will be Stripling versus my boy Mad Bum, my favorite hillbilly. So that's going to be an interesting matchup on Saturday. But I have no idea who's going to be in the rotation for against you guys on Sunday. And because we have a wide cast of characters coming through on the starting pitching side, I have no idea who's pitching tonight, actually. I guess I can pull it up and Google, but you guys can easily take two out of three or it can be a sweep for us. 
the funny thing for us is that there's a lot of parallels between what's happening with injuries in the starting rotation, bringing up some youth and starting to rebound about the same time. And I'm not super optimistic about this Giants team. I've said since the beginning of the season that we're a 500 team, maybe a couple games over. I still think that still holds true on the flip side. The last couple of weeks, even though they had that down series in Miami this week, have given me reason to be optimistic. Deep lineup. They're cultivating some depth with Alan Hansen, Gorkis Hernandez coming in, being hot. Pence and Williamson both coming back. Gorkis. Who is that? Gorkis. It's Gorkis, man. Yeah. Who is that? He's been our starting center fielder for most of the year. He's batting about 289, got some pop, got about seven home runs. He's been a solid defensive player. He's been on the team for a couple of years. He was our fifth outfielder, but a young guy and starting to mature, and I hope he takes over at center field. And then you're getting contributions from Pablo Sandoval, who I think I mentioned earlier, he's hitting 270. Longoria is going to be on the shelf for a while. Wait, wait, we talked about this, though. I said that anyone who lives in San Francisco loves Super Duper. That's a fantastic local chain. And there's one right down the street from my office and not too far from uh, Pac Bell Park. And I know Pablo knows where it is. Yeah, yeah. The truth is his favorite restaurant in the city is Limon, which is another chain which is Peruvian food. And after the 2012 World Series, me and my buddy Adam Googled Pablo Sandoval's favorite restaurant, found some sort of article covering it, and we went to Limon for the first time and ordered probably $200 worth of food and just gorged ourselves. But good spot, also Pablo's favorite eatery, so, you know, can't be very healthy. (laughs) Well, what do you think he eats at Limon? I'm willing to bet you because I've been there a few times. It's the uh, chicken chicharron. Those are so good. Yeah. So look, Pablo's been contributing and weight jokes aside, he's been a valuable part of the team and helped us get some depth and played first and played third. He played second. He's pitched. And Longoria is going to be on the shelf. So we're going to see a little bit more of him. And hey, they have Brandon Belt that's coming back too. And he's been the best hitter on the team so far this season. So reason to have be optimistic about the lineup. And then when we look at the pitching, It's been a certified disaster in the starting rotation. They've basically been starting their third through eighth starters this year. And all of a sudden it's shaken out and you look like you got some rookies who potentially can be competitive with Stratton, who's been consistent pretty much all year long. You brought up Derek Rodriguez from the minors, Ivan Rodriguez's son. He's had some good starts. He's got three competitive, I think three quality starts coming out of the minors. So hopefully that sticks around. And then Suarez who's been a rookie and been pitching a fair amount, starting to build a little bit more consistency and go farther into games. And, hey, you're going to get Cueto back too. Bumgarner is going to get round into form. So at the end of the day, we're a couple games over 500 at the end of the year, maybe around 500. But there's a chance for this team to turn into something real if those starting pitchers from the minors turn into qualified major starters. Well, if nothing happens this year, can we finally put this even year crap to rest? Because if you don't do anything this year, then I don't want to hear about it anymore. She didn't do anything in 2016. And if you don't do anything in 2018, it's over. Yeah, I'll forever hear about your three and five years until I die, whatever. I think if they make the playoffs, you're still going to hear even year stuff because they did make the playoffs and they took the Cubs deep in that series. And if it wasn't for the bullpen implosion, you would have been looking at Johnny Cueto in an elimination game. You know, Giants fans feel like the Cubs got away from that one, got away lucky because the bullpen exploded. So you never know. You get into the playoffs. This team knows how to win in the playoffs. They have championship blood. And would you want to see Madison Bumgarner in the playoffs? Only if he's wearing a Dodger jersey. <laughs> I stand by that. 
Otherwise, I don't want to see his ass. But if we end up with my dream scenario, because I'm not afraid to face the Giants in the playoffs, but if that were to ever happen, oh my God. And it came down to it in that bat between him and my boy Yasiel. Oh my God. That would be magnificent. We'll take it any day. We ain't scared of Yasiel. <laughs> Yasiel ain't afraid of Maddie too. Just don't be all pouty. And I want Yasiel on Saturday to come in there and do a little shimmy, you know, shake that ass a little bit in the batter's box. And then like, just stare, just stare at old Maddie. Just get in his head a little bit. I would love to see him get thrown out again. Be careful if you let the bull out of the cage. I'm telling you, <laughs> you don't want that fury. It gets under his skin. It's going to rattle his head a little bit. He's already been thrown out. So if I was Dave Roberts, I would play a little, some head games with the old mad bum. We got Puig. We got Bumgarner. We got Dodgers. We got Giants. We got a competitive race in the NL West. And we got a lot of baseball still to play. So that wraps up this episode of the For the Fans, By the Fans podcast. Our plan is to do this every week. So if you want more Giants baseball in your podcast feed, click the subscribe button. Also, since we're just getting started, we'd love for you to give us a rating in the Apple iTunes store or send us any questions. You can find us at ForTheFansByTheFans.com or you could do the short version. Just go to FTFBTF.com. You could also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is FTFBTF. Thanks to our friends at Fanatics. If you're going to go buy your Giants gear, click on the link in our show notes or go to ftfbtf.com slash Fanatics. And our friends at Fanatics will kick us a couple of bucks to help produce this show. Giants Dodgers this weekend. Let's go, G-Men. Bring it home. And until next time, swing and a miss. And that's it.